Hello, and welcome to episode 120 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And James just survived having uh, ice cubes thrown at his home by the angry, angry sky. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. We were recording the pre-show, and I said, hang on, I gotta run outside for a minute. (laughs) I gotta chill my beverage. Yeah. We just hold my hold my glass out and get some ice cubes here. Yeah. So today we are visiting something that we talked about a while back, which is Squirps Manifesto. Oh yeah, it's your time, buddy. Yeah, we we we're not gonna probably read every card, but yeah, the, no, no, the no. basic gist of it. Yeah, I, th- I wasn't really going to like cover the specific changes he wanted to make because I don't think that's n- not that it wasn't good work, but I don't think that's as interesting a topic as the reasons behind it. Yeah. And like possibly how to implement it. Fair. So, so if you think you've that's got, what we're going to do today, if you've got big thoughts on digital versus paper magic, you can tweet them at us at casual tripod. Yeah, you can also hit us up on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG, or you can email us show at casualtryhardmtg.com. I just read an article today. I don't remember where I read it. It was probably on Reddit. Reddit on Reddit, right? There you go. Um, about mystical archives and how they have hit the bottom and are starting to come up. So if you're looking to pick up any while they're cheap, we would appreciate it if you used our TCG player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Just navigate to TCG player using that link and anything you purchase, you know, after that, it, as long as you get to TCG player through that link, we'll, uh, we'll get a small percentage to help keep the show going. Every little, every dollar helps, right? I just bought some uh, foil inquisitions of Kosalark. Yeah, so. see? Yeah, look at that. Yep, yep. Um, also, if you guys want to support us a little bit more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casual tryhard MTG. Patrons get early access to show notes. They get to listen to us talk for roundabouts another half hour, 45 minutes for a pre-show every episode. And I've been doing the Patreon givebacks. Uh, the second round went out last week or the week before, I think, so... You should have them in your hands, and if you don't, they should be coming soon. Um, next round will come out in, I don't know, another another month or two. I think I got enough to do like every other month this year, and then we'll we'll figure something out for next year. Uh, so if you want to be included, hop in our Patreon. I just remembered we had a new patron. Oh, yeah. Should probably shout him out real quick here. Matt Merkent. Thanks, Thank- buddy. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, we appreciate it. So if you want to be like Matt, you can head over to our uh, Patreon and sign up, and we really appreciate it. Like like I was just saying, every dollar helps, so come on in and join in. We've been putting up a lot more content on our YouTube channel, Schedule Tryhard MTG on YouTube. Uh, I did a couple box openings for Strixhaven. you got a whole mess of draft videos coming up. Yeah, I've got... got an idea for a couple different pieces of content that uh, you're going to have to check out the pre-show for to see what they yeah. are. How about that? There we so go. So patrons, make sure you check out the pre-show to maybe get a sneak peek at what's potentially coming up for our YouTube channel. And if the rest of you want to know, you'll have to join Patreon and check out the pre-show. 
So we are we are small enough that I can directly respond to YouTube comments. Yeah. So, Chris, I see you. <laughs> so someone messaged on Facebook. This is proof that that Anthony's not the only one who watches these. So there we go. So I now make videos for two people, Chris and two Anthony. Chris, sorry, and Chris, Anthony. Chris and Anthony. That's it. So yep. hey, come on, come on over. The water's fine. <laughs> All right. And is that everything? Uh, nope. We have our Discord channel also. Um, there's a link in the description to invite you into our server. There should be a link on all of our social media also on Twitter and on Facebook and all that. Come in and I think we're going to do a called shot episode for Modern Horizons next week, right? Yeah, that sounds about right. So if there's anything that you guys are looking forward to for Modern Horizons 2 or that you want to see included or ideas about the set or whatever, you can head over to our Discord and post them up in the class participation section. And maybe we'll grab a couple ideas or cards or whatever and talk about them next week when we go over our stuff. I'm still riding high from Wall of Blossoms. <laughs> yep, that, that was a good one. Nice work, buddy. One for ten, we did it. <laughs> All right. And I think that's it for that's uh, it. for the intro stuff. You want to move on to the manifesto? Sure. I've not reviewed the manifesto in a while, but okay. uh, Squirp's basic premise was that we've got these cards that are banned in uh, Pioneer and banned in Historic. Why don't we just change those cards digitally mm -hmm. so that they're not band worthy anymore mm -hmm. and have Arena exist as Magic's digital like client mm -hmm. and then have Tabletop Magic exist as the cards are printed? Yeah. It was kind of the. Like what it all boiled down to. And he did a ton of work. I think for all twenty-two cards that were banned in Pioneer that he like wanted to change and like put on put in historic. Yeah. He like wrote what he thought the change to the card should be. Oh yeah. And like what it be and then like a rationale for it. Mm-hmm. If so you guys he, want to check out the manifesto, um, it's it's in Discord still. I believe it was in the class participation section. Yeah. Um, so it's there's a link to it there. You can go check it out and maybe give you a little bit of insight as to what we're going to cover this episode. Yeah. So which which part do you want to unpack first? Do you want to talk about like arena being digital only first? Yeah, we can talk about that. We'll start there. So just going to get this out there first. I think that this isn't a bad idea. I don't know that it's a great idea, but I don't think it's a bad idea. Having said that, I think most of my thoughts on this aren't going to be positive because there's some very, like very strong things that need to happen in order for this to work. And I don't think it's likely, but I don't think it's a bad idea either. Like I could totally see something like this happening if all the pieces fall in place. My hesitancy with it is just the idea that it makes it so like arena and tabletop magic are effectively two different games. I don't necessarily think that you have to make the division at arena. Like I could, I think you could have just a digital only format. 
I mean, that's historic, though, right? I think you'd have to reimagine it. I mean, you, you you would have to find some way to to differentiate it from paper magic. Like it would have to be digital only. Technically, historic is supposed to be digital only. Like they they initially said there was no there was no intentions of playing it in paper. Yeah, I think you have to find a way to make it digital only. I think that like historic is too close to pioneer and too close to standard. Like it's it's in that weird in between zone where it can kind of get compared to both and i think you have to stop that i don't i think there can be no comparisons to any other format or else people will get confused and it's a bad idea i i don't know though like i think that with the mystical archives yeah historic has gotten very far from both standard and pioneer Right, like you're brainstorming and faithless looting, and That's you're true. unburial rightsing uh, the the Sphinx, the Sphinx to get to get back uh, Salty Ultimatum to get oh gosh, like Alron's Epiphany, something yeah. and Mind's Desire. Yeah, yeah, I got Mind's Desire into Mind's Desire. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so that was. That was good. Like, I like had them put a card back, and they're like, "Cool, my desire for three. Cast my unburial rights. Get back my sphinx. Flash back the mind's desire in my graveyard." <laughs> so they had like a mind's desire for three and a mind's desire for four on oh, the yeah, stack yeah, at yeah. the same time. And I'm like, "Cool." Yeah. I guess I guess we boned. <laughs> I, guess, I guess we're losing now or something. I don't know. It seems like I, I mean that's true. That that's a reasonable point. I hadn't I hadn't thought about historic like as it sits right now. I was still kind of going on my thoughts when like I had originally read the manifesto, yeah, so which like, was pre all of this. I was gonna say like Keldheim historic is like you know fancy standard. Yeah, I think Strixhaven historic is definitively it's own like weird format what am i supposed to like you know you're playing cards that are banned in modern or not even printed into modern right and yeah it's i think it's different now yeah so like you could just say hey historic is our online only format and we can make these changes Mm -hmm. to historic without impacting actual paper play. I was just going to say, I guess that part of my argument has already been done then. I mean, but I think that it would be, I think they would have to redouble their efforts to say, Hey, historic is online only. Cause I have seen like multiple people say like, maybe we'll start playing historic in paper after the pandemic. And it's like, calm down. No, no. <laughs> this random collection of cards that they let Morrow throw off the top of the building <laughs> does not like a format make. So what is yeah. your format? It's basically a cube, but some of the cards <laughs> make no sense being there. Yeah. And sometimes it feels like you're playing a popper cube with like just not the nine, the power nine. And yeah. if you got the power nine in your deck, you win. Yep. And if you don't, you're like, play a bear. It's like, oh. <laughs> Rawr. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, it, 
it doesn't seem like a like reasonable format. And also, like, could you imagine having to get Muxi and uh, or Muxisisis and yeah. Alastor Shepherds in paper? Uh, I don't think Muxus is too bad. I think he's like twenty. Like I think he's twenty or twenty-five or something. Yeah. Last. Allosaurus Shepherd is certainly not. Yeah. Yeah. Just like uh, oof. So that's a that's a concern. But no, I think that you could do the historic is our online thing. What goes on here is just like wild. Yeah. So. And, hey, we changed cards. Like, we thought that Agent of Treachery would be good, but if it were nine mana in a spirit rogue. Yeah. So you can't and, hit it off. And one non-lands. And hit, yeah, it was hit non-lands is what Squirp had suggested. Yeah. You know, just, you know, ways to fix the cards. Because... Yeah. On my my guest starring uh, role in the uh, Legends of Runeterra podcast, Casual mm-hmm. Tryhard, uh, uh, Legends <laughs> of Runeterra, it was all about how the meta game was stale, and they were just waiting for the for the patch where they were yeah. going to like fix like the six, yeah, fix the six cards that were busted, yeah. and just like fix the format, mm-hmm. and like we don't have that. Right. Right. Historic doesn't have that. Well, I mean, we kind of do in the BNR announcement. We do. But it's not like you're you're not fixing problems. You're removing them. Right. You're not like, oh, man, I guess, again, like Agent of Treachery should have been nine mana. And said non land on it. Okay. I guess instead of that, you get none. You get none of that effect right that is that is a different approach mm-hmm. but like i think because like banning a card i think is so much more punishing yeah right it's gone away right that they're they're uh, hesitant to do that right they don't want to just ban cards because that makes people sad right so we're not going to do that where i think that you know at least how they handled it in, in Eternal was they'd be like, hey, we made these changes and uh, for like, you know, the next week or two or something, you can dust this card for like a wild card of its like one to one. So if you no longer want this card because we changed it, well, you get all of your your stuff out of it. Oh, man, of it seems invest- like they actually care about their players. Yes, yes. Strange, <laughs> strange. Yeah. They're not just like, or you could buy more cards. Yeah. That's it. Just buy more cards. Just buy more cards, please. Please buy, yep. buy, buy more cards from us. But like we could do that. It would be, it'd be different. And it would, I mean, yeah. it might be helpful for the historic metagame because at some point, like you're not going to like run out of cards to put in historic but you're going right. to like run out of cards that matter. Yeah. Right. When yeah, you the s- more cards you put in, the less percentage of them do anything. Yeah. Right. So like you can't go like Thoughtseize, Collected Company, Death Shadow, Brainstorm, Faithless Looting and be like, oh, I don't I don't know. Uh, Spellstutter Sprite. 
It's like, <laughs> like it's good, but is it brainstorm? No. Is it faithless yeah. looting? No. Right. So, like, you run the risk of if all you do is add. Yeah. Right. You run the risk of like people opening more and more like worthless cards that don't do anything. Right. And so you fix the problem of the format being stale, but you've not fixed the problem of like people being upset because they just have to, you know, more of their cards are worthless. Yeah. Because like, okay, let's say they put ponder in the format. Well, there's no reason for me to play opt. That's true. I mean, there's barely a reason now with brainstorm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's I mean, they, they do kind of work well together, yeah. but they they do, and it, it is also just bad ponder. Where you're just like, yeah. I need I need more ways to cantrip to find to find my neoforms. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like you just run like you like if you end up putting like the like like Delver into modern, then I don't know. You don't play. Or, sorry, into historic. You don't play yeah. Kiln Fiend. Right, right, like, why am I going to play Kiln Fiend when I have Delver? Right. And Brainstorm. It's always going to flip. Yeah. Right. So, changing cards and letting people, like, kind of extract some value from the cards that you, like, banned. Mm-hmm. And just like, hey, we're going to give you these back. Uh, but you can't play them in standard and they're nerfed. I think people yeah. would feel like, oh, hey, this is cool. I think like that's the other thing that is going to make it really difficult though is you're going to be playing the same card in two different places that does two different things. Yes. And I don't think that can happen. Like if if you're going to digitally errata the card and make it different from how it's printed, you need to make it a new card. You need to give it a new name and new artwork. I mean, they're already doing that, right? Like, there are the arena-exclusive cards that mm-hmm. don't exist anywhere else. Yep. But they're usually, like, six-mana questionable playability. Unless it's the perfect card for Storm Herald. Yeah. Well, which one's that? Uh, I don't know. The big green enchantment? Oh, uh, the strength thing or the money? Yeah, whatever it is. I mean, but that's that's a lore hold card. That's a, not a lore. Uh, blah, blah, blah. That's a Lorewind card. Epic. Well, right, but it's not on. It, the only reason it's on the client is because it's in one of the welcome decks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so like that's just a random historic thing. Yeah. Right. So they've done that, but they also have cards that don't exist anywhere else. Yeah. I don't think that are just like on the client. Yeah, you can't just be like, "This is Agent of Treachery." This one can't take lands. Right. And then like the first time you play against an agent of treachery and it takes your land. Yeah. In paper, you're like, no, 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 it doesn't do that. And it's like, oh, it doesn't do that on yeah. uh, on arena, but it on does arena. that in paper. Yeah. Right. Like that. That's just a feel bad. And then yeah. like you end up being confused. Well, it, like especially if you're somebody who's like more casual or less enfranchised and doesn't like really know the differences. Like if you're used to playing your agent of treachery on arena where, you know, it costs nine mana and 
doesn't take lands or whatever. And then you, and I mean, this is kind of going back to my earlier point too, but you're going to play in store in a pioneer event. Now I yeah. know they're different formats, but you can't play your historic deck in a standard event. You can play most of your historic deck in a pioneer event. So you sign up for your pioneer event because that's the thing that you think you can play at your local game store and you go to cast agent of treachery and it's works differently than how you play the card. Yeah. Or you, you know, you like, you like wait a super feel bad. Yeah. You wait till you have nine mana and you tap your nine lands and you play your agent and your opponent's like, you have to tap seven lands for that. Yeah. And you're like, well, no, it, it got changed to being nine. So, oh, it only got changed on arena. Right. And, your your uh your description of the not as enfranchised casual player mm-hmm. you were describing the only person Wizards of the Coast cares about. Right. Right. So they don't want anything that makes life more difficult on that person, yeah. They don't want to do. So yeah. like yeah, if it became like not so treacherous agent. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it was just like, oh hey, it's close to the same thing. Yeah. But it's not like you would have, you'd have to do something like that because you don't want, you don't want confusion. And like I said, I think you need to change the artwork too, not just the name. Yeah. Because like if you change the name and had the same artwork, like, I mean, you could glance at a card and say, Oh yeah, that's the same card. It's got the same artwork. Yeah. It has to be the guy, but you see shrugging like, "Eh, not not so treacherous. Like eh." $1 million. Exactly. Yeah. He's doing the Dr. (laughs) Evil. Yeah. And just like, eh, so, and it would make it so, like, like historic would just be really, really, really out in left field. Yeah. It'd be so much different than everything else. Mm-hmm. And also, again, like, I know why Agent of Treachery is banned. Mm-hmm. But also, like, people are reanimating a, um, a Sphinx on turn four. And just, like... <laughs> Winning the game, comboing yeah. you off the planet, and it's like, cool. Maybe agents okay. <laughs> Maybe having to play like three non non human creatures and then a four drop creature and then having to attack with them, yeah, isn't so bad. <laughs> As like, oh, what are you gonna do? Well, I'm gonna get this, and then you're gonna have to give me either an extra turn another one of these or a Nivix mastery that lets me recast my salt to to do this again. Yeah. And you're just like, well, I guess I lose either way. You do. That's the mm-hmm. entire point of this. Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. I'm glad that made it to turn four. Yeah. So yeah. Like, I don't know. Like is Winota that bad in a world of that? Right. I played a turn three uh, Velomachus Lorehold and then locked my opponent out of taking turns and won the game. That doesn't seem reasonable. (laughs) I did it in the most unreasonable way possible. I spent like an hour and a half instead of sleeping trying to answer this very important question. Yeah. How many dragons approaches is enough? Okay. Yeah. 20 might be too many, but 16 is not enough. It's somewhere in that like ballpark. <laughs> it's in between there. Yeah. Like you're faithless two dragons approaches away. 
you cathartic mm-hmm. reunion two dragons approaches away and then you cast one and you yeah. get a villamachus lorehard on turn three and then all right if the gods smile upon you you hit a time warp if they don't <laughs> you hit a dragon's approach <laughs> yeah that's not good but <laughs> we we were do, we were doing things for a bit yeah. but like in a world of like turn three Velamachus lore holds or any number of other things right right like you know i don't know if agent of treachery needs to be banned like yeah. i know that they like they're like okay we don't want to deal with this stuff Maybe they can go revisit some things because mm-hmm. there is some idiocy going on. Yeah, I mean they injected a whole bunch of power into the format in since the time Agent was banned. Yeah, so I am I am for them doing stuff to shake up historic. Let that be mm-hmm. like reskinning old cards. Yeah, right. Because I mean they could just like the next they could have historic horizons or oh no what was what was the uh, uh um from the vault historic exiled oh yeah <laughs> and they just bring them back you know sell changed. them back to you yeah they just sell them back to you changed and you're like this feels like agent of tre- treachery but it says not uh at the beginning <laughs> so i guess i have to spend my wild cards on it yeah Right, so it's weird. This card smells like Uro, but it's not quite. Yeah, it's like why is it Burrow? And it's got yeah. a picture of a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> and it costs three green blue and flashes back for green, 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 blue, blue, blue. And you have to escape eight. Like <laughs> This seems borderline unplayable, but I have to get them because it might be the best thing to do. I mean, it's a donkey. You have to get it. <laughs> it is a donkey. And like, I'm trying to think of like a good quote from Shrek to be the flavor text, but I can't <laughs> think of anything right now. It's like an onion. It's like an onion. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So, so many layers. So many layers. Yeah. So the idea of like digital only is fine. But, like, again, we have the constraint of magic, which is there's this paper game. Yeah. And it's like, easier to make them go away on the digital side than it yeah. is to maybe cause confusion. Even with, like, the future of paper magic kind of, I don't want to say up in the air, but uncertain, I guess. Like, nobody nobody knows what it's going to look like, right? This is very true. So... Even with that being said, I highly doubt it's in Wizards' best interest to completely diverge Arena from paper. Yeah. They want you to keep buying physical cards for some reason. Mm-hmm. They seem to be leaning towards, like, bling and yeah. fanciness. But, like, if you can't use those physical cards, why are you buying the fancy version? Right. He says. So they look good on your web camera. Yes, he says as he looks at stacks of envelopes he has not opened, uh, full of fancy <laughs> cards. But like, why? Like, so they have there has to be enough paper game to justify you buying the paper product, mm-hmm. because like 
you know, they have, like, they have you and I that still buy paper product, but also put money, yeah, and that also put money in Arena. Yeah. Right? They don't want to lose, they don't want us to just put money in Arena. Right. Right? They want us to also get paper cards because, you know, that's that's important to them. Mm -hmm. It gets more money out of us. That's right. So, yeah. We can charge $25 for the shiny booster packs. And they do. Yeah. And people open them. And yeah. then I buy the contents out of them for way less than $25. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm doing it. I mean, it's also my fault that I have a uh, a foil black-green deck, so I have to buy all the black and green foils that might be playable in that deck. Right. So Unfortunately. Unfortunately, it's rough. It's a rough life. Yep. But yeah, I don't know... Um, how they would would do it without alienating paper people or without making the the transition from paper from digital to paper more difficult like I, like i said i think that's why we need to like fundamentally differentiate it from a paper format like i, I don't even know if just card legality is enough to make it different from paper you know what i mean yeah like, I'm trying to, you know, wrap my brain around something that you could do to make it not playable in paper, short of, you know, having cards that don't exist. But Or, like, I really changing don't know. the rule set or something. Yeah, um, I mean, you don't want to change the rule set either. No, like, you don't want to turn it into, like, your Hearthstone Legend of Runeterra where, like, I play my trap card and I put ten bombs in your deck. And if you draw a bomb, you take two damage. Yeah. And it's like, well, you can't ever do that in paper. But well, is that... I, there's a card that does that in paper. There is? Yeah, Gunk Slug. I do not know this card. That's one of the mystery booster playtest cards. Oh, does not count. <laughs> does not count. It puts gunk in your opponent's deck. Yeah, I mean. I mean that is like a like core mechanic of multiple like digital only card games. Yeah. And like that's just not something we can do. And if right. you wanted to add that to arena, fine. Mm-hmm. Right? He wanted to bring Gunk Slug to Arena. Oh, awesome. okay. Well that, I mean that's actually a decent idea though. That's a way that you could make the format different enough from paper where you couldn't play it in paper. And also not like change the rules, like just introduce a mechanic that's, you know, good enough to see play that you can't duplicate in paper or something that tracks in your deck. That's another like hallmark of digital yeah. games. Like every time you cast a spell, this card gets one cheaper, regardless of what zone it's in. Oh. So like if you cast four spells, let's say you had an equipment that cost five and you cast yeah. four spells, when you draw it, it now only costs one because the game yeah. tracked you casting your spells. But yeah. I think at that point, like, you fundamentally are no longer magic. Because what I think differentiates magic from Legends of Runeterra, Hearthstone, and Eternal is the fact that it is tied to a paper game and has those constraints. Yeah. Right. Because, like, if we turn magic into Hearthstone with instants, 
mm-hmm. then we're basically eternal. Right. And I know eternal doesn't have the shine that magic does, but you know, if you, if you're just making your game, basically hearthstone or legends of Runeterra or eternal, right yeah. now you are like even more directly competing with them. Right. And they're probably better at that than you are. Yeah. They at least have more experience. Yeah. Yeah, well, like, maybe not, like, designing cards, but designing cards in that space. Yeah. Right? And it would feel, again, like, like, now you have, like, oh, hey, I want to play, I want to go to my FNM, and I want to play my Gunk Slug deck. <laughs> and you, like, go to the, go to the shopkeep, and, shopkeep, Gunk Slug. Gunk Slug me. And he's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Oh, I play this really cool deck. I just need the four gunk slugs. Yeah, that card's not legal. Right. In literally anything. Well, not only is it not legal, but good luck finding any. Yeah. Or, you know, it, you know, I don't know. Gunk yeah. Gunk Bird or something, where or the yeah. the the not playtest version. Right. But like, you know, like, oh, this but no, I play it on Marina. Here, look on my phone right here. I want this on my phone. Yeah, no, that doesn't exist. Yeah. Right. Right, they wanna they wanna like turn paper players into arena players, but leave them paper players. And they mm-hmm. wanna turn arena players into someone that buys packs. Right. And like I don't know, like I don't know how many people are gonna like get the memo on Gunk Slug. I mean, okay, so in the same way that uh so we're we're saying like, oh hey, let's make this format different. Mm-hmm. And you're you're relying on the well, you know, people are smart. They'll know that it's an online only format. Do you remember how many times we had to like talk to people about the hand smoothing algorithm? Yeah. And how you couldn't play a seventeen land mono red deck? That's very true. I forgot that that whole like and period like, in time existed. Like, oh no, I played the seventeen land deck on arena and it's fine. I was like, Yeah, because they always make sure you have two lands or Right. You know, you have a way higher chance of having two lands. And yeah. like the fourth t- fourth game in a row, they get mana screwed. I don't know why this isn't working. Yeah. Okay, let me explain the hand, the, the hand smoothing algorithm to you for the third time. Yeah, again. Again. But it's what works on Arena. I know. But that best of one isn't super duper real magic all the time. Right. Says Magical the guy Christmas play- land. Says the guy who only plays best of one. It's not real magic. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's I don't real know. Magic adjacent. Yeah, it is. But so I don't know if you're doing that. If you're having to have that conversation. Yeah. Now, granted, the hand smoothing algorithm is like. It's something that is like behind things. Yeah, it's on the back end. It's not it's something on the back they end. advertise to their players. Right. But. It was also something that I thought that, like, if you're, you know, paying attention, mm-hmm. that it was something you'd, like, be exposed to and know about. Yeah. And, again, like, who does Wizards want to cater to? They want right. to cater to the casual, not enfranchised player. Yeah. The and, person that would be most affected by that different. Yeah, difference. the person that we, yeah, the person that would have the worst possible time. Right. Right. And so, like, that is, that is the risk. And, I, and like, I, I think that's why it's important to make sure that it's different, though. And 
like I'm I'm trying to come up with a good way for it to be different, and I don't know, I don't really know what it is. Because right now you could play historic and paper. You could. I don't really know why you'd want to, unless like I guess it's really the only place you can play faithless looting. <laughs> hey, Dredge and Legacy has a bonus. Sure, yeah, Dred- Dredge and Legacy, you can play it there. And Mon and but, Black Red Reanimator. Uh, yeah. But, you know what you know what I mean though? No, yeah, like, exactly. Right now with the faithless looting format. And I guess if you're, you know, not wanting to spend multiple mortgage payments on dual lands, then you have no place you can play faithless looting except for historic. Yes. So I don't but, know. Yeah. Like I think Pioneer is a good format that I mean, I don't know if Pioneer is going to exist by the time we're allowed to play Magic again or people have forgotten about it or moved on or whatever, but that was a good format. Yeah. And I guess I don't know like how you're going to make you know, new digital format different enough from paper that people aren't going to confuse it or try and play it in paper. And I think that that's something you have to do in order to make something like this yeah. work. Mechanics are the only way you can do that because... Yeah. You know, like, like we said, the historic hodgepodge format. Yeah. People are like, I want to play this in paper. Yeah. And it's like, well, there's Pioneer over here. Oh, I think Pioneer is dumb. It's like, well, I think Pioneer it, is It's going- an actual format, though. <laughs> yeah. I think that I think what's going to happen is when we're allowed to play in paper again, if I were Wizards, I would have Pioneer Masters in the warehouse yeah and like when they're like hey you guys can start playing paper events again right whenever they make that decision yeah like when they decide okay on november 1st we're gonna say you can do paper events again like spoilers for pioneer masters start october 7th yeah and we're going to release pioneer masters the week that we allow in-store play again. Mm-hmm. And we're going to just revive the format. People are going to be super excited. It's going to be great. Which is a different conversation. But yeah, Well, I mean, that's definitely how they're going to let us back in-store. They're absolutely going to tie it to a set release. They're it's going to be tied to a product like launch. Random Thursday. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and play now. No, no. Go do, go do your pre-release for yeah. whatever. Yeah. So... I think that with the introduction of the mystical archives, like historic is different enough from everything else Yeah. that if you wanted to put in, I think like the arena only cards mm-hmm. are fine. Right. So, but then, then it just feels like you're doing like knockoff versions of cards that were already printed or banned. Yeah. Right. And like, how do people respond to that? Because like, I think you, I think you could just be like, "Yo, this like, here are these arena exclusive cards," and everyone's just like, "Well, this is just like, we go back to Agent of Treachery because that's just the card I remember, right? Mm-hmm. That's just a fixed in air quotes Agent of Treachery." Yeah. Right. Like, how much of that people are just like, "Oh, well, I wanted, I wanted the the original version." So, well, the original version is too good, and so you get this one. But like that, you might just be like able to, you know, make those cards 
I guess there's also like a sneaky marketing thing, right? So let's say we take Squirp's entire list, mm-hmm. we print them, or we not print them, we put them into Arena, into Historic. Yeah. Right. Okay, super cool. And then in like a year, we're like, you know what? Pioneer's dead. Paper Historic. Boom. You release Historic Masters yeah. with the with the first ever oh. printing of the 22 <laughs> of the card. online exclusive cards so you can play them in paper. Yeah. Right, so I oh. guess there's also the, the... Oh, people are really sad they don't have these cards? We can sell them to you. Secret Lair. Secret Lair, historically exiled. or Oh, man. Or Secret Lair, historic redux. There we go. That's right. <laughs> and then you know boom you can buy them in in sets of three <laughs> for thirty dollars a pop and you're like but i want all i want play sets of all of them one million dollars <laughs> you're just like fine yeah what if i want them in a foil two million dollars <laughs> come on what if i want them in an uncurled foil three million dollars <laughs> like now i just think you're making fun of me wizards yes but you're gonna give me the three million dollars aren't you fine here take it yeah uh i'm gonna complain about this on, on twitter now as i open <laughs> all my cards i can't believe they made me buy these so they made you yep made me buy these they made yep. them so pretty <laughs> come on where's my full art sylvan scryings let's go and a full art into the north. Come on. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting idea. It fundamentally changes what the game of magic is. Yeah. Right. And, you know, it fundamentally changes like paper as an is, is it changes arena as an onboarding place into paper. Like, I think that's kind of the problem is that it prevents crossover players. Yeah. And that's the hurdle that it would have to overcome in order to happen. Yeah. Like, I mean, even now, like I'm a historic player. Mm -hmm. I only play historic. But Uh, I think right now you're a draft player. Well, I know I I am. I am, but no, but I mean, if you're a person who says I'm a, I'm a historic player, I only play historic, right? There's not a place for you to go. Right. Right. So that's why I think they need to get, like pioneer on arena but i say that and we just talked last week about how you're like priced out of historic if you haven't been playing (laughs) since day one like aren't we all just priced out of pioneer well i mean not if they're doing it the way they're currently doing it where you know once a year they move back a block yeah or twice a year they move back a block you know what i mean yeah but like you're about sick of uh, Strixhaven draft, right? We're getting there. We're getting there. And we're like we're that, at draft 33. That's a really good limited format. So, it is. you know, a month in, you're sick of it. We're that's not even, a, we're, not, we're three weeks in or two weeks in. We're two weeks well, in some release. I know. I was, I was giving you benefit of doubt. You said yeah, you but, weren't quite sick of it yet. Yeah. But yeah. And, um, so yeah. you figure after a month, you'll be sick of it. And then, oh, we got uh, Shadows Over Innistrad remastered. Oh God, Dauntless Cathar, come to me. Oh. Yep. Thraben Inspector. 
Do you remember Dauntless Cathar? No, which one was Dauntless Cathar? I, it's a two and a white for like a two-two or a three-two, and yeah. then you can exile it from your graveyard for like one and a white and make a spirit. Oh. Oh yeah, that's the that's the good stuff. Haunted dead. Haunted dead. It's yeah. like oh hey, so you liked you liked grinding in a with your lorehold decks, did you? Let me. <laughs> Let me give you Dauntless Cathar. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's the nice that's the nicest thing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, they I mean, just... it's gonna make it really hard for like a new player to jump. Oh yeah, like it'd be like it'd be if impossible. they're releasing two remastered sets every year. Yeah, like I mean, even for me, like yeah, you know, like I don't know if I could like keep that you know, keep that pace up. Yeah, like long term. Mm-hmm. and like be able to like play, play stuff i think that like part of it is you know i think a lot of people want to have access to like every deck yeah and like that's just not reasonable on the client mm-hmm. which i think in that regard it does a very good job of uh, modeling paper magic right <laughs> i think that i think that people have been used to other digital card games yeah where, where you like, can just jump like, in and out of anything yeah, you're like, oh, I'll play this for a week and then I'll go away for two weeks and I'll come back and I'll play some other deck for a week. Right? Yeah. Where like this is like, oh no, you must be earning your four wins and getting your yeah. gold and your packs because if you don't, whoo doggy. Like it's going to be an insurmountable barrier between you and playing what cards you want to play. Right. It's really strange because I wonder, I wonder how much more profitable arena would be if it was just moto like there has to be more people playing arena than moto right now right yes if you were able like the only reason to play on magic online is to play vintage legacy modern Modern. pioneer yeah like that's the only reason anybody is signing into magic online anymore yes so if you were able to pull those people over to arena and just have arena and not keep up with two clients. I wonder like how much more profitable it would be and how much you could back off the predatory economy. Hmm. Just just through like the scale of it. Like but how many people are you bringing over? Right? Like you know, if there's you know, if there's 4 million people playing arena let's say, I don't know, I just made up a number. Mm-hmm. Are there like 50,000 people, 100,000 people that are logging on to Magic Online? I I have no idea. Right? Like, you know, I don't think there's, like, this huge player base over there anymore. Yeah. I think it's a much smaller, like, community. Yeah. But, like, if you didn't have, like, two clients to maintain semi-poorly and... uh, (laughs) Right, and you weren't like fracturing, like oh, there's still randomly drafts going on over here, yeah. And like you, like arena closes the loop on the economy. If I'm wizards, my problem with Magic Online, yeah, is, is you can just go infinite. Well, is MTGO traders? Yeah. Oh, right? that's true too. There's yeah. someone making money that's not you. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, that's that's kind of what I was asking though. Is that like in order in order for you to have legacy on arena 
the economy would have to change. Yes, you would have to like, do something. There's no way the economy that operates now, even if you did Legacy Remastered and put every set in, or every card that sees play in Legacy into Legacy Remastered and made it available, there's no way people could afford to build decks. Yeah. I mean, so, it, go- it goes to uh, a Saffron Olive idea from a while back, which was how much would you pay to buy 10 rare wild cards? To buy wild cards, yeah. Right, like you just, I just want ten rare wild cards. Yeah, you know, do you is that twenty dollars? Yeah, would you pay twenty dollars for ten rare wild cards? Fifty dollars, fifty dollars might be too much because people yeah, I think that's too much. But like ten or twenty dollars for you to just get the cards you want to get. Yeah, or like wild card packs where you're just mm-hmm. like you get, you know, a mythic, a rare, and an uncommon, mm-hmm. an uncommon and a common. And that's six bucks or five bucks or something, right? Yeah. Okay. Like people would probably be buying, like, you know, you get down to your like almost done with a deck and then you're like, okay, I'll buy two of these. But I guess the argument then is like, well, to get that like one mythic, you have to open like 24 packs. So why are we cutting you out, cutting ourselves out of 24 packs? But I guess it becomes like, if people stop opening to get the 24 packs, unless they made different wild cards to have like the legacy wild cards. Well, yeah, you could have legacy wild cards. You could have modern wild cards. You could have pioneer wild cards that are, you know, only purchasable by themselves and can only be redeemed on, you know, a, a subset of cards from that format that aren't legal in other formats. That way you're not, like buying wild cards f- for your, you know, standard and historic decks. Yeah. Like just... making you a product. Let's say, for example, they put legacy on there mm-hmm. and they made legacy relatively cheap. Right. Mm-hmm. But the, the trade was you only could enter the events. What do you mean? So, now, the fear with the turtle formats on Arena, right? Yeah. And the reason they keep throwing cards into Historic is, well, I've got my Historic deck. I can just jam the ladder, oh, and yeah. I never have to put money in, right? Because yeah. I'm just playing. So they have to, every so often, they have to be like, here's new Historic cards. Yeah. So that you're tempted to like buy them, or your deck gets bad, so you have to buy cards for another deck, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if you put together Delver, you're like, well, I'm playing Delver. I just have Delver now, yeah. Right? I'm going to play the ladder with Delver. And they're like, no. You can play Delver, but you have to enter this daily, like, you have to enter the legacy, like, best of three, uh, win five or lose two. Yeah, win five or lose two. Yeah. And that's how we're going to extract our money out of you. Is by not letting you play the ladder, by letting you play, uh, the 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 leagues basically. Yeah, where your your payout isn't great, and you don't really get anything for grinding. Yeah, right. You can go infinite, but it's way harder. Right. Right. And I think that the legacy community, mm-hmm. like they're conditioned for that. Right. Right. So I don't think they would see that as being like any different. Right. And like, oh, like, 
you know, once a week there's like the legacy, whatever it would be, what the the, the legacy challenge. Yep. Right where you like you it's enter Monday in. night, the Stanford Legacy Challenge. Yeah, and that just is like a thing that happens, but like that group, you could try to extract your value out of not in the cards. Yeah. But by basically not having a ladder, kind of like they've done with um like the mythical historic brawl where it's like, yeah, yeah you can play historic <laughs> brawl. You just have to get the nuclear codes from your friend and then enter right. the nuclear code. And then you can like uh, challenge them. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, but what if I just want to hit a button and go play against a random? Oh, yeah, no, 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 like, no. I can't do that. Can't do that. No, no, no. Cause God forbid. Right. You might not then you won't cards. play actual brawl. Yeah. You won't play actual brawl. We won't we need you to do that. Yeah. So, Right, they could just make it like event only. Yeah. Where like a legacy is just like super neat, shiny thing and it only gets played in events. Right. Vintage too. Like, come on. The world needs like a good Mishra's workshop on Arena. <laughs> I mean, they've already put the Moxes on Arena. Yeah, I mean, they already do it with emblems, right? I mean, they literally put the Moxes on Arena. Oh, yeah. The god awful Elspeth vs. Ashiok deck. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, like it was a Mox Pearl and a Mox uh, Emerald? Not Emerald, gosh. Sapphire. Jet. Or was it Jet? I think it was Jet. Okay. The two worst Moxin. Yeah. <laughs> um, we can't give him too good a Moxin. <laughs> but we'll give him Moxin. But I mean, they they could do something like that where like Vintage and Legacy and even Modern are just like, you know, League only play mm. and you know i know they have to worry about like splitting up queue times and stuff but if you brought those formats over man like i think they want to get to the point where they don't have magic online even though they're not allowed to say it right because like why would you be running to simultaneous clients i i don't know and like i mean you, can... you can't really get rid of magic online without having a place for people to play those formats though true which is what arena would be. Right. Yeah. Uh, they've, like we're talking about though, they've got to come up with a way to do it. A way like to put you, it on there. To like well, I, I mean, it. aside from like just getting the cards on arena, it, it, that <sighs> kind of goes back to my point where even if like, say we just took every card that sees play in legacy, mm-hmm. it's 3000, 3000 separate unique cards and put it in a card file and called it Legacy on Arena. Here you go. Everybody have fun. Like, n- even with that on there, you buying packs and drafting it or whatever, nobody could afford to play that format. Yeah. Because you're never going to have enough wild cards to do it. So you'd have to come up with a way to make wild cards cheap enough so that people can play it, but not dilute your economy for the formats that you're trying to sell. Um, and I think that you're right, you know, maybe doing something with the events, like increasing the price of events or whatever might be a good way to do that. But like, you'd still have to come up with a wild card, like distribution program. And I, mean, I, I don't or, know if it's just buying the wild cards or having I mean, or that or you make the legacy packs cheaper. I don't even know if that does it. Like how many packs? Because I, I, this is a problem that I had noticed with the remastered sets is the remastered sets are like. 150 cards bigger than a normal set. Yeah. 
and like a I drafted a ton of Kaladesh when it was on Arena. Mm-hmm. And I'm nowhere near a complete set. Like not even close. And I think I drafted Kaladesh more than I've drafted standard sets. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't know how you, how you do that. Tripling size of one of those in order to get, you know, say modern. You know, you're talking quadruple the size of Amonkhet at the very least to get modern on here. And that's just like staples. That's not even like fringe playables. That's just staples. Like the amount of packs you would have to open is kind of astronomical. And even if you charged half price, that's still only to the moon instead of to the sun. You know what I mean? Yeah. I still don't think it's feasible to like buy in at that rate. Yeah, and like they would have to allow people to buy in. Yeah. I mean, they could. So for the enfranchised um, legacy players, subscription service to a god account. Well, subscription service that could work. Yeah. Like that's probably the easiest thing. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, how much would that how much would that cost? I mean, I mean, it wouldn't cost Wizards anything. Yeah. I mean, how much would it cost like you, the player? So if you think yeah, about like the I think the average like moto grinder, mm-hmm. like they probably have like the one of the mana traders or whatever subscription services. Mm hmm. And those are like what fifty to a hundred dollars a month for like a depending good depending on the service, yeah, yeah. So like, would they be willing to pay fifty dollars a month for access to all the cards, or a hundred dollars a month? Like hundred dollars um, a month, you get a little sketch, but I mean, I, I wouldn't be in for a hundred, but I, I probably would be for forty or fifty. Yeah, I mean, with the idea that you would, you know accrue packs and wild cards and like slowly work to build your deck. Yeah. What if it was $50 and you could only play in the, the league things? That's probably still fine. Yeah. So you spend 50 bucks, you have to play in the league I mean, things. Honestly, it, at this point, I don't really care about the ladder anyway. That's just a pace, place where there's competition. You know what there, I mean? Yeah. There's, there's a, that's a place where you can get games. Yeah. Though I would like to point out, if it wasn't for the month ending, I was like diamond two. In, oh, really? And draft. And I got reset clear down to like gold two. <laughs> I was like, come on. They have to expand like the player base. I was going to say, well, like if you're a magic online player, right? Mm-hmm. Somewhere deep in your reptilian brain, right? You're like, oh, these cards have value because of MTGO traders and right. goat bots, right? What if, like, Wizards was like, hey, we will port your collection over to Arena Arena if you give us your account on Magic Online. Your Magic Online account goes away. But all the cards you have there, we will move over here. Get transferred. Right. And we'll kick in some number of gems. Yeah. So now there's a player base for Legacy. And then you yeah. have like the subscription service or something for the people that that don't have the cards, mm-hmm. right? That way, people aren't like super mad that like, oh, you just closed down Magic Online without me having 
right. without me getting any value out of my cards. Because remember yeah. when Arena opened and like uh, the Magic Online economy cratered? Oh yeah, I mean it it crashed. Yeah, because everyone's like, well, we're gonna lose Magic yeah. Online. And it was like, oh, we don't have any plans to get rid of Magic Online, and it's like, yes, you do. Yeah, like he took the bots down. It crashed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's the uh, <laughs> the owner of Cape Fear Games and MTGO Traders. Yeah, he, yeah. he took the bots down. <laughs> Which is like his main business is the bots. Right. Yeah, so like you can't like you can't give people nothing for their Magic Online accounts. Yeah. You've got to have some way to to like reimburse people, but yeah, I mean we we've, we've gone from I just realized an idea of making an online only format for so we can like play cards that have been banned and eroded like like a normal right eroding banned cards kind yeah. of like you would do in like a digital only game to trying to figure out how to put all the paper formats on the digital card. <laughs> right we've 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 come full circle where it's like, well, the solution is to just get more people on Arena. Yeah. As opposed to, like, trying to, you know, do this thing. I guess the, the argument for, like, changing an errata in cards is uh, the, the statement I made last week, which is the game's not been peak game for a while. Yes. And it would allow you to tinker around with the things that you messed up to make the game not peak game. Yeah, I mean, that was one of the things that I had written in the card notes is that you'd be able to, like, send those cards back to R&D to have, like, the knobs turned. Yeah, like, we're going to ban this. It's going in timeout. Yeah. And when it comes back, it's going to be fires of innovation. Yeah. And it's going to be four red red. Yeah. Right? Or or something. Yeah. Where it's it's a better designed card because we didn't realize how lands no longer produce mana. Yeah, lands but... you control no longer produce mana. Yeah, so you're not tripling your your mana; you're only doubling yeah. it. Yeah, like something like that. Where, okay, like that seems reasonable, right? So you know that might be the thing that w- would like let it get fi- let Mad- Millet Arena be better is just. Yeah being able to fix those times that game is not peak game. Mm-hmm. So, so I had a thought in the car today, totally unrelated to this. Okay. All right. So, uh, I was listening to arena decklist and they were talking about how good's how good rogues is. Okay. Right. And like, Oh, rogues is great. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, like I think rogues is now like a top tier deck in historic, blah, 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 blah. And I was thinking like, we've had like the same, you can't resolve spells deck like in standard in some form for three years. Yeah, I guess so. Right. Think about we had rogues right now. Yeah. So rogues has been a deck since Zendikar for about six months. Mm-hmm. And then before that we had blue green flash. Mm-hmm. Before that we had mono blue. No mono blue. Was, was mm-hmm. mono blue after Phoenix or before Phoenix? Because we had Phoenix, too. Yeah, Phoenix was there. I think they were at the same time. But Phoenix was different, though. Well, I mean, a little bit. Yeah, like, it wasn't as... 
controlly like i'm like protect the queen that's true right like it was like i'm gonna like you know spin my wheels a bunch and then vomit 12 power onto the board yeah Um, yeah but i mean they ran counter magic though yeah but i was just saying like think about how much like like that kind of deck never existed yeah for for years right years and years yeah so like there wasn't one in like Theros block standard. I guess nope. the the like you can't resolve spells deck was blue white control. Yeah. Right. But then basically Yeah, not... but hard control is a lot different than like the tempo we deck you're yeah. talking about. Then the like I never tap out and I just like make threats and counter your stuff. Yeah. And I was just like is this like just thinking about like how things have been designed? Where they like break something and then like, well, we'll just make it so it never resolves and that'll just be fine. <laughs> right. Because, check. yeah, like, oh, well, Salty Ultimatum just wins the game if it resolves. Mm-hmm. So we'll just play a deck. We'll just make a deck that's all one and two mana splash creatures and counter spells. Yeah. Right. Like, okay, that's fine. Like, oh, man. Fires of Invention. Like, whoo. If that resolves, like, okay, well, we'll just make <laughs> blue-green flash, and it's just a pile of counter spells and, like, a flash 3-2 uh, that counters their their spell. So then it'll yeah. never resolve, and it'll be fine. And it's like, I wonder how much of, like, those decks being really popular mm-hmm. as, like, they're, like, the safety valve. Maybe. They just keep putting them into formats because, like, if they mess something up, that deck just gets good and mm-hmm. makes it so it's not, like... maybe that's kind of a good point but like then playing against those decks with anything but the busted deck (laughs) is just miserable doesn't feel good right because like you're like i'm gonna play this like mid-range deck and i was like cool i'm gonna kill all your stuff and what i don't kill is not gonna resolve right and then you play against the busted deck and you're like oh i just got ultimatum on turn five yeah okay good job siege rhino nice try buddy (laughs) I, I really appreciate the effort, but this is this is not your time. Yeah. Right. So I was just like, I wonder how much of like some of the design stuff we've seen, like, you know, the flash decks and things like that are just like makeup stuff. Like, oops, Maybe. we made a mistake. So let's just paper over it. Yeah. And like, that's part of the reason, like, I haven't wanted to play standard because like I played a ton of standard against like Simic Flash. Mm-hmm. And like, no, thank you. Yeah, like, I don't want to su- submit myself to that again. Right. And it's like, okay. And then like the other end of the spectrum spectrum is like Saltite Automatum decks trying to figure out how to go bigger than each other. And hmm, it's like, that well, sounds like a familiar problem. Yeah. And it's like, well, what's what's left for me to do? Like right. apparently the, the hotness is Titan's, uh, Titan's Nest. I heard rumors of such a deck. Yes. Apparently this is like the new hotness and it's just like i always have mana i can pay for your mystical disputes and yeah right like i never have to tap out so my counter spells are up and it's just like yay yay this is exactly what i wanted to see but it's like okay like if i want to like attack and block it's like you just can't right and like i've never been like you know more recently i've been on team attack and block but historically (laughs) i have not been on team attack and block yeah, normally on team broken stuff. Yeah, normally on team broken stuff, but when everyone's doing the broken thing, it's not fun anymore. 
Right. Like if you get ice cream for every meal, you're like, I'm sick of ice cream eventually. Like I don't want no, ice cream anymore. Eventually. Eventually. Yeah. Eventually. It might take a while, but eventually. But like how about three years of ice cream? Yeah. Three years of, you know, Nexus of Fate and Adventures and Uro and Oko. Mm-hmm. Right? And you know, Saltai Ultimatum and all this stuff. Like, oh my tummy hurts. I don't want any more ice cream. <laughs> no more ice cream. No more ice cream. I'm Give good. me a cucumber. <laughs> any vegetable. Any vegetable. <laughs> any vegetable with a storm. I'll eat a beet at this point. Just just please. Please. <laughs> give me a give me a radish. It'll be fine. I will eat a radish like an apple at this point. I just need vitamins. Something besides ice cream. I need vitamins and minerals. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, when's the last time we've had like a true like mid-rangey i guess is it green black like golgari is it like the last like true like yeah probably like not embarrassing mid-range deck yeah probably yeah like it it's weird like that's been that seems like so long ago it's been two and a half years ago yeah right because that's right right before we started the podcast yeah was that standard so green black so two years ago was the last like non-embarrassing mid-range deck Hmm. And yeah, I don't know how all this fits together, but I was just thinking like of just like how things have changed. And you like just think about the decks that have been getting played. It's like go way over the top or just don't let anything resolve. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, mono red and hope that you get under them fast enough yeah. that they don't like get you with their giant ultimatum or. You know, you make the removal look bad. I played yeah. three one drops. You've got to play two <laughs> mana to kill one. Yay. And then they're like, oh, God, what's that stupid? Hateful Eidolon, dead weight. And you're like, I'm dead. Yay. Yay. I guess I can't win. Yeah. So, yeah. But I, I don't know. I long for the simpler times where we're like, we're not having to try to figure out how to fix cards and like, I, I want to play standard. So mm-hmm. FNM at home this weekend was standard, right? Mm-hmm. So I've got to play. got to get my two free... Uh, 40 like gems. I, yeah, my, my 20 and 40 gems, right? Yeah. Got to get those IDC rewards. And so like I had like one standard... One deck that was like standard legal that wasn't like an artisan deck from a previous challenge, right? <laughs> okay. And it was blue, black rogues. And like, okay. no, I've just railed against blue, black rogues. Oh, no, no, no. This isn't like the version of blue, black rogues that was good. It was a version of blue, black rogues that got built like the first weekend that had the uh, five drop that has like rogue ninjutsu. Oh, yeah, yeah. Zareth San. Zareth San. Yeah, I was like, I like drew my hand. I was like, oh, I know exactly <laughs> when this deck was built. Yeah. Like this card is like carbon dating this. This is a fossil. <laughs> Lost. My opponent then, next opponent then conceded on turn zero, and then I snuck out a win. And I was like, well, putting this deck away, my work here is yep. done. <laughs> Let's not look at that ever again. Yep. But yeah, you like. Probably just go ahead and delete that one. Hey, there might be another, there might be another event. I don't have to like actually make a standard deck. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's weird. Like, I mean, I was always the standard guy. You were. Like, when. 
and I don't like I was just kind of coming to the realization that I don't really care if I never play standard again. Yeah, like they've they've done a bad job with that format. Yeah, and- I mean not only has it been trash, but there's like so much else that's easily like one of the things that I liked about standard is that there was always standard to play. Like yeah. there were more standard GPs and PTQs than like any other format. You could you could always go to an event and play standard. And now I mean I I know there's not paper magic, but like why are you gonna play standard when you have historic? Like you can play historic. Yeah. And it's like you have the same ease of getting games. Right. And like the answer could be because like oh standard is like enjoyable and like there's fun gameplay and it's like, standard well, hasn't been enjoyable for <laughs> i mean but that's my point it's like that's not yeah. the reason you play standard you're just like oh so standard is garbage and i don't yeah. want to subject myself to that and yeah. standard might be better than i realize but i've just have not been willing to like play it right like you know i it's hate probably to be one... because of how bad it's been yeah i hate to be one of those like i'm not gonna play this format until like such and such gets banned or whatever, but like I don't know, like call me when Throat of Eldraine rotates. Yeah, we'll right, try just, it again. We'll just give it a go again when like that goes away and like you know Salt Ultimatum is not around. Like I don't know mm-hmm. if if the like if you're looking at a like uh, Zendikar Rising, Keldheim, oh what's it Strixhaven. called Strixhaven like standard, and then like I guess mm-hmm. Forgotten Realms. Right, yeah. if that's like the basis of your standard, yeah, it's probably it's better than what yeah. it is now. Like, I don't know what like the like ridiculous like thing that lets you like get free mana is, or you know the broken parasitic mechanic that doesn't allow you to play anything else. <laughs> They're coming. They're coming. I'm sure. Like, I'm sure that like party's just gonna be like amazing or like. So, do you want me to give you a sneak peek of what's coming? Sure. This is something that I was saving for my video, because I plan on doing a video when I've been collecting all my packages from cards that I've ordered. Okay. I've got them all in a little box here. I organized them. I'm going to go through and build a spreadsheet with what I paid for them, and then I think I'm waiting on two more packages still. I'm going to do a video about it. And part of that video is going to be my specs, what I spec'd on for Strixhaven. Gotcha. One of the cards I spec'd on for Strixhaven, I'm going to tell everybody right now, All right. is Conspiracy Theorist. All right. Uh, when it attacks, you can pay one if you do your rummage, I think. And whenever yep. you discard a card, you exile it, and you can cast it for the rest of the turn. Yes. What's that sound like? It uh, sounds suspiciously... Like, oh, God, what is it called? Madness. Madness. Yeah. So I'm thinking that the next, they're foreshadowing it, but the next broken mechanic where there's going to be something that lets you cheat on mana or cheat on cards or just cheat in general is going to be madness. I mean, it makes sense for going back to Innerstrad. And that's, that's the madness plane. And we've had madness both times we've been there. Yep. So, yeah, like, yeah, they were like, we have Madness and Double-Faced cards. Yep. Seems reasonable. Yep. 
I bought 30 foil copies for 40 cents a piece, I think. Whew. Yep. That's my one of my specs. That's one of your specs? All right. Yep. Yep. So, so we'll have to we'll have to see if it pays off. Well, we've rambled a bit. We've uh gone from putting uh digital cards into a digital only format to taking all the paper cards and putting them on a digital only format and closing another client. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know with, how we ended up where we did. Yeah. With that, like, you know, big circle. Yeah. Uh, I think we have a show. Yeah. Let's call it a show. So if you want to get at us uh, about how wrong we were about all this stuff, you can tweet at us <laughs> at casual tripod. Yep. You can also hit us up on Facebook at casual tryhard MTG. Or you can drop us an email, show at casualtryhardmtg.com. If you want to discuss with fellow listeners about this topic, um, maybe Squirp himself, hop into our Discord. There's a link in the description. There's a link on social media. Come join the discussion. Maybe you can post up and show ideas room um, your manifesto when maybe we'll cover that on the show someday. So hop on in and let us know what you think. Um, also, if you're looking to pick up any singles, please don't forget to use our TCG player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Anything you purchase after following the link will help keep the show going. We really appreciate it. Um, ditto with Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. We've got some really great patrons over there that are you know, really helping to keep the show going. So... If you want to support us, even if it's only a buck or two, throw throw a couple dollars into the hat, and we appreciate it. So hop on over there. You got anything else that we need to talk about, or is that going to do it? I think that's about it. So with that, we'll catch you on the internets. We'll catch you on the internets. <laughs>